Hi, I'm Timmy. And I'm Mary Jane. He's the newbie. She's the doobie. And this is the show where we'd we tote cannabis. Talk. From both sides. Is that even possible? This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are solely their own and not intended to apply to another's personal situation. You should always consult with a qualified, licensed physician or other healthcare provider. By watching or listening to this podcast, you acknowledge you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your country or region. This podcast is for adults only, should not be used as a meal replacement, and may contain nuts. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of The Newbie and the Doobie. My name's Timmy and I am the newbie. My name's Mary Jane and I am the doobie. It is Best Friends Day and on today's episode we have another high five list. Yeah, we also have our word of the week. As well as a game of newbie or doobie. Yeah, with our guest Madison Baines. So, as we were coming in today, we were, we were talking about being Best Friends Day. Yes. And... We have talked a lot about um, our different dynamics in terms of friends. I have, throughout my life, I have usually had kind of one good friend at any point in my life. Yep. Um, my circle tends to be very small. I have a, a very small handful of that I would say, I, I would put them in the really great friend category. I see very few of them very few, like rarely, if if not ever, because they're spread out all over the place. But I would consider them my inner my inner circle. But as I was growing up, it was kind of like this is my best friend. This is my best, which is the rule, really, because mm-hmm. if it's your best friend, you should only have one. I mean, that's it's by definition your okay. best. Okay, you have to rank at some point. Um, but then we've also talked about how how different you are than me because I live in this very kind of like small circle, very rarely talk to any of my friends at all. In fact, that's how I keep it even, right? Because I didn't even know you had friends. We were like <laughs> dating for over a year and, and you're like, hey, my friend reached out to me and I was like, you have friends? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But your story is very different. You actually have a... Um, a best friend with four heads. <laughs> Would that be a way to... <laughs> if, if I am the fourth head, <laughs> yes. Um, but I do have three very close women um, in my life that I probably do not go a day without chatting with. Um, I don't think probably is right. You don't go a day. Well, I mean, with every single one of them, I should say. Like, That's true. Um, I'm going to use their nicknames because we all have nicknames. Uh, I think I probably talk to Extra the most. Extra. Extra because she's she's Man, just extra. I need to come. I need to come up with nicknames for my friends. Um, Go ahead. Your friend. My friend. Your friend. <laughs> um, and then I think after that it would be um, Vanilla. Yeah, it would be Vanilla. Uh, and then after Vanilla, Vanilla, it would be uh, Classy. Okay. All right. And that's, or is that like, sassy? I can't remember. And She's that's sassy. How, that's with how some often class. you talk to them. That's how often you. Yeah. Would, you would engage. House Party has it's it's an app that actually has this cool tool that actually records how long you've been talking to these people consecutive days. Right, if you yeah, miss yeah. a day, you lose your timer, and I've been no. very disappointed because if we did not lose our timer, we would have over. 10,000 <laughs> minutes <laughs> of chat time, just me and extra alone. Uh, I think I have 10,000 minutes of talking to all of my friends. <laughs> and family. Combined and family. And children. For my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I simply, like you, you literally, like you said, you reach out every single day. We, and wa- I have- we wake up in the morning, we put on house party, and if your friend is in her kitchen doing her dishes while her daughter is painting at the table and the other one's making breakfast or the other one's drinking coffee while doing their work, we're still hanging out together. Yeah, see, if my, my, fr- my friends, I hope all know, um, and the more, the higher you are on the friend chain, you would know that, look, you're all equal. So I don't call any of you. 
That way you all know, right? Because if I just called one, then I'd be like, oh, that's his favorite. So I just choose not to call any friends. Well, see, this is the beauty of house party. You don't call anybody. You literally just open the app and it notifies your friends that you're there. It's like if you were to walk into the party room Mm -hmm. and nobody was in the party room, but everybody heard that MJ was at the party room, they would come and then you could chat with them. Yeah, and you know how much I love phone apps and This is true. I don't know. This is true. I literally turn off every notification on my phone. It's like so even if a friend wanted to get a hold of me, they'd be like, I can't get a hold of you. I was like, Yeah, my phone's off and all my notifications are off. Because I hate getting in <laughs> Well, I think bothered. I think girls and boys run at different levels of of friendship anyways. Like I had a friend video call me while she was in the doctor's office, like in the waiting room waiting for a doctor to come and give her a pap test. Okay. Like, women are that tight when it comes to... Yeah. Like, we share birth stories, for freak's sakes. <laughs> Men don't do that. They're no. not like, oh, I had to drive Sarah all the way to the hospital at 3 o'clock in the morning, I, screaming the whole way. I would like to say that I know that that's not true, but because I don't have guy conversations, I don't... I don't <laughs> you quite, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But to all my friends who are listening right now... Please call Timmy with your children's, your birth call stories. Me. No, no, here's the thing. Don't call me. <laughs> if you're truly a friend of mine and you're sitting there saying, because my friend, my true friends, they know who they are. So just. I don't look, think anybody look, knows your number. Anyways. No, look at me in the eyes. Yeah, I've probably changed my number multiple times. <laughs> Listen to me. Friends, if you are a true friend of Timmy Boyle, do not call me. I'm busy. But go on to YouTube. And like and share this video and comment and go on and download it on podcast form and leave a review. If you're my friend, that's, that means a lot to me. I don't need to hear from you. I, I know who you are. We're good. We'll be good forever. Long time friends. So friends, <laughs> don't reach out to me personally. Just like and share my stuff. Thank you. That seems reasonable. That That seems reasonable. (laughs) That's a very guy way relationally to go about things. It is. I feel like guys generally just have like one friend. Yeah. And like, I I feel like married men generally have that one friend and it's their wife's best friend's husband. No? Um, Is that how it works when people get, when guys get married, they kind of like lose their friend because they're... Wife doesn't I think like it all, their friend. Is it all it, too think, many movies? I think the, yeah, I think that all depends. I don't know. I'm not um, married. So. Well, listen. I want to do a high five, but I do want to just share this one very, very, very quick story because I had my best friend in high school. And Are you talking about Jim? No, <laughs> no. You're, t- you're thinking about Jim Bag. Jim Bag was my Jim Bag. The strap broke, and rather than getting a new Jim Bag because I don't buy new things, I dragged my books around the hallway. For like four years, you said, for the rest of your <laughs> Well, it was for a while, oh, yeah. and I just named it Jim Bag, and I just dragged dragged it down the stair with all my books in it, because I didn't actually didn't use the books and read the books. Um, but then people would say, oh, hey, Jim Bag, and I would drag Jim Bag. Anyways, but my best friend in high school, Jason Stremble, who, uh, if you're listening to this, don't call me, just like and share this video. Um, the <laughs> We almost didn't become friends, because... We went out to do this. I don't know why they test you at the beginning of the school year to see how fast you can run. We had to go out in the gym and run the track so they could find mm-hmm. out how fast you can run because that's an important part of education. And I was so afraid I was going to get beaten up at this school. Like I cried. It's a whole long story. We can tell the longer story later. All I know is that Jason, who I didn't know at the time was Jason per se, he was trying to catch up to me to talk. And my time that day on the track was really good because I was like, this guy's going to try to beat me up. So I just kept running faster. <laughs> I was running quick and he was trying to catch up to me to say hi. And I was like, he's going to beat me up. There's like people here to watch. He can't kill me. There are witnesses, but this is going to get bad. And eventually he caught up to me. I don't know how I must, I must have stumbled or something. And, uh, uh, he was my best friend all the way through high school and I still consider him a great friend. So, uh, maybe one day soon, um, you'll share a video of mine mm-hmm. and then we'll talk.
<laughs> you lie. You won't talk. You'll just see your comment or or whatever on Timmy's Timmy's page. He'll share it. He'll my, share it. My 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 true friends, uh, including Jason Strumble, know know they're my friends. And uh, guys and girls sometimes, I guess, just have different ways to go about it. It's true. I was thinking though, trying to blend uh, once again uh, the world of cannabis, which is what our show is about. Are we doing um, high five? We're gonna do high five. Oh yeah, you love, you love the high five. I do. Yeah, that's the high five. <laughs> we need music though. We got to find a way to. Dun, 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 dun. That's oh. the theme music. But anyways, we, you know, we need I'll high five music. I'll bring a kazoo. Like David Letterman always had Paul Schaefer who created music specifically for each segment. I think I feel like I need, we need to, like, a Paul Schaefer. We need a Paul Schaefer. We need to find a Paul Schaefer to create music for each one of our okay. segments. So we'll have to put it on our. Um, yeah, let's let's find our. Page. We need we need to find a Paul Schaefer for our show. So we're gonna put the word out there right now. We need cool little. <laughs> Songs. Anyways, for uh, my high five list today is blending cannabis and Friends Day together, which is what uh, often is what I try to do. So today's high five list is the top five stoner, non-stoner duo duos. Okay. So, so one stoner, one non-stoner. Um. Mm, yes or no. More like. <laughs> well, is it yes or is it no? No, the other one could be a stoner too, but these would be. This would be a pairing that you could put. So like Cheech and Chong was a stoner duo. Okay. Um, the other guys, what's the other guys? What's the other guys that are stoner duos? Which ones are you talking name about? Name a few. Bert and Ernie? No, no. Harold no, and real, Kumar? Harold and Kumar. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Okay. These are ones that aren't considered stoner duos, but would be really, you would probably think they both could be stoners and would probably be funny in a stoner oh, movie. Oh, like Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie is okay. number five on my list. Oh, okay, right? okay. You see how it works? Okay, I do. Right? I Cause, do. Because you could see- They could be stoners. You could see Bert and Ernie yeah. doing a road trip in a stoner flick because both of them- that you, I know you think Ernie's more like the the, the pot smoker. I do, of the two, I do. But Bert sings about pigeons. Is something like is that just um is that just you know he's just obsessed? But I think he's a little he might be a stoner too because it affects people different ways. This is true. Okay, so are we all on the same page then? Okay, Bert the and top Ernie. five stoner non stoner duos. Okay, Bert and Ernie was number five. Okay, number four. Was Batman and Robin from the TV show? Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, really? You you need to go back and watch Adam West, Burt oh. Ward. Oh, like, like from like the seventies, sixties. Okay. Okay. The original TV show. The reason why I say that is because if you, it is so. Like, I don't think, for example, Michael Keaton's Batman smoke pot. Yeah. But I I believe Adam West's Batman smoke pot, and definitely the. Holy cannabis, Batman. Like okay, that, so Robin? Definitely. I, I feel like whoever wrote and and got <laughs> those people to direct or like star in that yeah. were on cannabis or Possibly. something because there's no way Adam West would make a good Batman. Like physically, I mean, well, like he no, was he, not. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was. He was like a. He was like no, a, that, that show was goofy. It was silly. It wasn't like it was anything. Worldwide popular. It was brilliant. Oh. I thought I asked you if this was, you said this was like, I said, is it relevant, like new, this like Everyone Batman's knows Batman old, and but Robin. like okay. Adam West Batman? Okay. Okay. Adam West is the second favorite <laughs> Batman of all time. But anyways, if you watch that show, definitely a cannabis duo. Okay. What about the Skipper and Gilligan from Gilligan's Island? Oh my God. What year is this? Is this from like the 60s? <laughs> How old are you? What the hell? Look. Okay. Even Bert and Ernie was pushing it back to the 80s. Good, listen, folks. <laughs> good TV. Good oh, TV man. was bad. Look, I can only talk about the things that I know, okay? I'm sorry. This is why I need my friends. This is why I need my friends. Oh, Quick, share, Gilligan's, share. Gilligan's Island, the, the Skipper and Gilligan, I think would make an amazing stoner movie road trip. I mean, okay. just the two of them on the boat. Let, we don't need we don't need the professor. We don't need anything like that. But just the two of them on a boat. Okay. Smoking, that would be great. Okay. I can't. Okay. I, I, what about number two? Pinky and the Brain. Okay. Do you know Pinky and the Brain? We're going to the 90s now. From Good Animaniacs? <laughs> I know Pinky okay. and the Brain. Now, here's the thing, though. Pinky, I think clearly, clearly a cannabis user. 
He, he was at least being, I mean, they're both being, they're test rats anyways. So he was probably being tested with cannabis. That's what I think. Okay. I think maybe it was brain. See, that's my point. And that's why he was so smart. I'm not surprised that you brought that up because that's my point. I think both of them. They were both being tested on cannabis. I think I think Pinky and the Brain were being tested well, for cannabis. That would make cannabis. sense because cannabis is not right for everyone. Right? And it affects you differently. But both of those characters makes me feel like they could be a stoner duo. Okay. For different reasons. I'll give you that, but that's just because I know really who Pinky okay. and the Brain are. Number one on my list of Timmy's high five stoner, non-stoner duos is Calvin and Hobbes. Okay, so the 90s. Do you know Calvin and Hobbes? Calvin and Hobbes was the greatest comic strip ever, ever written. Okay. Um, and is that that little guy that's on everybody's pickup truck? Yes. Yes. The guy that peeing. Is not, that is not something a stoner would do. <laughs> no, but that is not, that is not the character. None <laughs> of that stuff is, is endorsed by the man who created Calvin and Hobbes. He has oh, no merchandise so out there. Nowhere in the books does Calvin ever pee on anything. I don't think he pees. I don't think he pees on anything. Oh. But I thought he was just a little, like, a, a little boy. I don't, I don't, I don't say that little kids should take cannabis. I'm not saying that he is a <laughs> cannabis user, but, um, the, the tiger, okay the tiger that he sees could be a cannabis user. And the fact that he sees I, a tiger. I don't think that's cannabis. So I'm saying that Calvin and Hobbes could be, despite the fact that he's a kid. I think if you put them in a stoner movie and made him a little older, mm -hmm. funny stoner movie. Mm, it would be funny. Okay. But in cartoon form. Not one think... of those like real life animated movies. I mean, there were others. Like I had SpongeBob and Patrick, but that seemed obvious. You know, T Tigger and Pooh, you know, um, both of them seem like stoners to me. Um, you know, Scooby and Shaggy is. Uh, oh, that's an obvious. That's, that's obvious. I didn't even want to go there. Fred and Barney. Number one, they're from the Stone Age. So I thought that was a stoner couple. <laughs> the Stone Age. Right? That's funny. I would probably go for uh, Betty and Wilma, to be honest. Mm, it's possible. Well, if you're watching this, uh, you uh, put a comment down there. Who would be who would be on your list of comedy non? Wait, no, stoner non stoner duos. So they so they're not stoners. They're not stoners, but, but they might as well should be because they, they look like it. If you put them in a stoner movie, nobody would think twice. Yes. That's the way. That's how I should have described it. Oh, kind of like Pee Wee and Herman. I don't think, I think they're one person. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? I knew that. You? I knew that. Sorry. I think I yelled really loud there. <laughs> I think that was me. <laughs> I think I yelled really loud. <laughs> all right. Um, so, all right. That was a good high five list yeah, no, for the you, 90s. I don't think you were, in, yeah, for all the 90s For people, everybody who was born before 1970. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. Let's 80? just, let's, okay. Throw out, throw out one now that you would consider recent. You know, I can't do that. Why? Because it took me weeks to prep these cards. I can't just pull something <laughs> off the top of my head. Well, I did a lot of work onto this one, so that's my top five list. <sighs> like it or hate it. Not everyone is a winner. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> okay, <fair laughs> Come to my defense, 90-year-olds, or not, not 90-year-olds, 90s, 80s, no, 60s. <laughs> okay, fine. There were some 60s. Fine. We're going off track. Okay, okay. speaking about something relevant, let's yeah. get to our word of the week. <laughs> All right. Uh, word I swear of the week. people think I smoke too. You might as well. I mean, maybe it'll just give you, you know, open your mind a little bit, just like the new thing. Oh, I think my mind is fairly open. Uh, all right. So our word of the week is cannabinoid. Have you heard of it? Cannabinoid? Cannabinoid. Did I say it right? Cannabinoid. Cannabinoid. Yes. Okay. Yes. I actually, fun fact, I have to spell it on my cards with a K, not a C, because if I write a C, I want to say cannabinoid. <laughs> Fair enough. Because yeah. I'm used to saying cannabis. So. Right. Cannabinoids are one of the main compounds found in cannabis, but it's also found in humans. Okay. So there are phytocannabinoids and endocannabinoids. And the phyto is plant, endo is human. Um, we have an endocannabinoid system within our bodies. Mm -hmm. So basically what happens when we take cannabinoids into our body, they work like little keys going around in our body looking for the right lock that's part of the endocannabinoid system. 
So when the right key finds the right lock, it unlocks it in the CB1 and CB2 receptors, and it gives you the benefit of whatever that cannabinoid is. So, for example, THC is a cannabinoid that is psychoactive. Okay. So... Um, THC so, helps with certain things. So THC, CHC is a cannabinoid. It is a type of cannabinoid, yes. Okay. There is um, many different cannabinoids like CBD, CBG, CBN, THC. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. Um, there's oh, like 66 different cannabinoids. Okay. And um, each of them, like I said, go through your body searching for the right lock, which is the CB1 and CB2 receptor. So the cannabinoid is looking for the right receptor to find. It's like if you had a million locks and you keep hmm. sticking that key in those locks and eventually one of them will work. Um, and yeah, it, it plays a huge role. The endocannabinoid system plays a huge role when it comes to the entourage effect because each lock is different. The science. See, this is the stuff that I wish people would talk, had talked about. All I heard was weed bad. Yeah. And nobody talked about the whys and the hows and the, you know, like the science behind it. It was just weed bad. And I think that's a horrible way to look at it. And that kind of actually leads right into the guests that we're about to bring on yep. um, because I'm fascinated with her story. And that's why we have her here because She's somebody who um, uses cannabis, but doesn't just um, doesn't just talk about the fact that she uses it. She is very open about the reasons behind. And so very excited to have um, our guest on today. Do you want to introduce her? Yeah. Let's bring on the beautiful Madison Baines. Madison Baines, everybody. Woohoo, Maddie. All right, Madison Baines is in the house or in her backyard, I guess that would be more appropriate. Or front yard, we don't know. Porch, we'll go with porch. A porch in an <laughs> undisclosed location. Too bad it wasn't a Porsche. Maddie's <laughs> yeah, <a> Porsche. Right? <laughs> well, thanks for joining us this morning, uh, Maddie. Pardon? Uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, what do you what do you want? What what, what do I want? Why well, did I ask Maddie to be a guest on our show? Is that what you're asking? Well, I am asking that, but I already know the answer, and I guess I just want you to know um, that when we first thought about putting this podcast together, um, MJ was told to put together a short list of who were the must-haves. And you were on that list. So that tells me she thinks very highly of you. It's true. My soul My soul sister. I appreciate that. You know, I met Maddie. I think it's got to be, it must be two years ago because we didn't do anything last year, right? Longer than that. It's really? Been, I've been out. Yeah, I've been out in Peterborough for two years. So it's been... I want to say three or four. Okay. So it's been, it's been a while. And um, ever since I met you, I absolutely fell in love with you. Not just because you're gorgeous, but because of your story. Um, just sitting and listening to you talk about your passions, I was like, I need to know this girl more. So I was like, that's why I was like, we need to bring Maddie on the show. Uh, especially since I've met you, you've kind of shifted and done a little bit different in your life and you're creating new um, opportunities for yourself, we'll say. And I'll let you talk about that because I want you to tell your own story. But I just want to say, man, how far you've come, lady. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I... I've been working with Naked News for the past uh, seven years, um, which has been a lot of fun. And about four years ago, we decided to, I finally got a Naked Ghost Pot segment. And I got to dive even deeper into the cannabis world as cannabis became um, legal in Canada in 2017. 
Um, but for me, cannabis has really helped shift my own issues towards addiction as well as mental health. Um, and so that's kind of what pushes my passion to kind of spread the word and support people in their own journeys of recovery and mental health in the idea of cannabis and using cannabis as uh, medicinal purposes. So. so I don't know if you're aware, but um, obviously by the title of our show, The Newbie and the Doobie, I'm a non-consumer. And we've spent a lot of time talking about um, kind of both sides of our personal journeys. And it's interesting when you talk about how you're coming out of a life of addiction and you're using cannabis to help that journey. Growing up how I did within um, the church, uh, that would have seemed impossible. You, you wouldn't use what would be seen as an addictive drug to help you with addiction. So talk to me about how, um, how and why that works and, and why cannabis can be used. Like, like, do you understand what I'm saying? The perception is that you, that would be impossible. Totally. And, you know, I think that's an issue that not only would stem, I could see in religion, but also in like, 12 step groups. I think a lot of people are familiar with like 12 step groups, like a alcoholics anonymous. And there's also like, um, narcotics anonymous. Um, and those groups also really push towards, um, abstinence and not using anything because anything is a mind altering drug. Um, my view is like coffee is mind altering. So if we drink a cup of coffee and we're, you know, that can actually, change how you're feeling i think the point around cam cannabis to help with uh, addiction is the fact that cannabis is a hallucinogen it's um classified under hallucinogenics and hallucinogens have been proven not to be addictive so although there are um there are studies and arguments that show that um cannabis can be addictive it's more so not the actual flower that is addictive to the human, it's um, the habit of smoking that becomes addicted. We actually don't really go through a withdrawal. So the same, so like an opiate, if um, somebody's using opiates on a regular basis, when they stop using those opiates, they get a withdrawal. Um, the withdrawal can be super awful. It, and it also changes the chemicals in the brain. The human will be a totally different human. With cannabis, just like with uh, psilocybin, which mushrooms, magic mushrooms, they're classified as a hallucinogenic. So there's not there that addiction property is not the same. If that makes sense. No, it does. I think it's funny how and and I can only speak from the religious world in which I came from, where. They would preach against, you know, drugs and cannabis in that whole thing. And yet right after the service, everybody would go downstairs um, for fellowship time, load up their plates with sweets because nobody wants to talk about the addiction to sugar. And then, you know, have five cups of coffee while we all talked about the amazingness of God. Um, and yet we would push aside drugs. Oh, yeah, the wine. Right. And the, well, well, we, dr we drank juice in our church. That's fine. Are you being serious? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love oh her face. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, all of my Catholic experience, like I grew up Anglican. So um, I grew up, my parents are Anglican. My grandparents are Catholic. Um, I've done a lot of religion studies. So I'm, I feel pretty comfortable. Like that's my biggest thing. Um, it's okay to, you know, do all of these things but it's not okay to do these things and i i think that the biggest issue with i don't want to say religion because religion is not an issue i think it's the ideas behind the lack of knowledge and i think that's what's really coming to the forefront now is that people are willing to talk about things and allowing themselves to open their mind a little further to other alternatives and other ways and other ideas and thought processes and perceptions. Whereas before, I think 
Um, majority were just going on what they were told, what, what they were connected to, like, um, and realizing that there is a lot more help out there and a lot, so many more things can happen if we don't just stick in that little bubble um, of, you know, cannabis is bad and it's a drug and it's all these other things that aren't going to be beneficial because as the world is proving more and more, even today, like more so today is that it's just not true. And so we all know, alcohol is worse for you than cannabis. So in that sense, I always found it really interesting that everybody's so happy to just start giving children through their, um, their, what do you call that? No, no, no. When you go, when you're at church and you go for up for your, uh, is it baptism? No, it's communion. No, it's, no, but yeah. When you go up for your communion, everybody goes up for communion once once a service and you break bread and have a sip of wine. Mm. And I don't remember an age limit being on that wine. Well, actually, so, interesting fact, at least here in Ontario, um, a child is allowed by law to drink in their own home if their parent is the one that gives it to them. Which is hilarious because, like, that's, isn't that the breeding ground for alcoholics you know and what if my 17 year old wanted a joint can't happen it, it just can't it, it's not so, allowed it's not no they have you have to be 19 to smoke yep. well, or i think what you're saying though is is it's not so much um saying no or yes to things it's more about the education process of of going like if we're going to talk about addiction then we need to talk about addiction with coffee and sugar and and weed oh. and everything don't just go um cannabis is bad coffee is good then you've got a child who is completely cognitively messed up going i don't understand they both cause the same problems but you've said this one's no this one's yes there's no reason it's just people saying because i said so well and that, and that's i think that's the biggest problem is people aren't asking questions and doing that research for themselves they're just listening to what's around them and we also have to keep in mind that cannabis is not the answer for everybody either. Mm -hmm. um, it may not work for some people. And that's okay because not everything works for everybody. But to keep that mind open that it could work for people and it is working for people, um, I have to reference um, a cannabis shop that was open in Hamilton that was doing a lot of great work with um, harm reduction yeah. and handing out handing out bags of weed to humans that were struggling with opioid addiction because methadone is fucking dangerous. But yet, you know, we're putting everybody on a methadone and calling it a day and letting everybody walk around in those cases when you try weed for a couple of them, you know, try a joint or two, see how that works. Why don't we just try that first? Because there are alternatives. And I just, I don't, I don't agree with saying that, you know, you're substituting one thing for another. It, it it's, you cannot compare opiates to marijuana. So I don't think it's a substitution. It's the whole flavor in my opinion. Well, it, it would be like saying substituting, um, I don't know, trying to breathe water to breathing air. We need yeah. air. Right? I think we breathing need water cannabis. will kill you. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. If you were to take enough of the really heavy, you know, drugs, then you would also kill yourself. So... So Maddie, what, what was your journey then in terms of, I don't know if you want to talk about the specifics of your addiction, but obviously you have a religious background too, which is a, a huge barrier for a lot of people. Um, but then you come out of that and how does cannabis become the solution? Like what, what was the door into you gaining that knowledge? I don't feel like cannabis was the solution. I think 
it was a tool to, um, for management, for sure. I think that in my deepest part of addiction, um, I'm now like two years sober off of drugs and six months sober off of alcohol. Mm. And I, I think the biggest thing was, is relearning, um, how to live <laughs> without substance. And that in itself is a huge change. So to be able to smoke a joint at the end of the day, instead of have a glass of wine or, um, was less damaging for my own being. It also didn't throw me into this pit that I wasn't able to, um, managed complete abstinence and I just kind of went crazy and felt like I didn't have a tool. Um, my anxiety is very real <laughs> addiction or no addiction. I, and my anxiety is very real. Um, so I think being able to smoke and learn my new habits through a tool that was safe, um, really gave me the pathway to make changes and keep those changes going. I mean, I've gone from smoking probably a, a quarter to half an ounce a day to less than a half quarter, you know? Hmm. And um, because I don't think that cannabis is the solution, I think it's a tool. I totally think it's a tool to help um, find a solution and it allows the brain to start working more than if I was high on cocaine all the time because <laughs> the brain doesn't work <laughs> or drunk all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's because the brain. Does yeah. that answer your question? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love the way you broke it down into uh, it not being the solution, because a lot of people would say, oh, it's that substitutory thing. It's like you found the solution to this problem and say, well, no, it's just part of it's one piece of what is probably a very long journey and probably a lifelong journey. hundred percent. Like nobody's going to I don't think that smoking cannabis is going to fix all of your problems. I mean, if you're, if you've got problems, they're still going to be there when, <laughs> when you're not stoned. Um, but for me, it just allowed me to, it allowed me to meditate easier. It allowed me to relax. It allowed me to take myself out of myself. And what that's what hallucinogenics basically are meant to do is to give you new perceptions. And if I could take it even further and uh, move into how we're looking at magic mushrooms now. This cannabis works the same way. It opens up your brain to new perception. So when you're stuck in some depressive hole and you personally don't have the st mind strength, mental capacity, tools, understanding to bring yourself out of that hole, wouldn't it be magical to be able to have something that just kind of opens the door just a little bit like you have to push that door open but it opens it just a little bit for that possibility that perception can be changed because usually when you're in a state of depression and um alcohol will not do this for you let me say that straight now <laughs> all it does deeper into your own feelings it does not open new perceptions um and that's that's a straight fact so um when I say open the door for new perceptions, that that is marijuana. You know, that's interesting because what I'm hearing is that people drink in order to, like, forget and numb the problems where people, like, maybe yourself, maybe I'm not getting it right, but it sounds like maybe you would smoke to open your eyes to the situation and actually try and solve it to make it better totally. on the other side. And that's exactly what I'm saying. So thank you for nulling that down for me where I just. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm glad I could understand it because I take a long time to understand some things, but uh, <laughs> good thing I'm cute. You are fucking cute. <laughs> thank and you. you are smart. See, um, fishing for compliments. I think, no, I think of all of my own friends who. Um, 
you know, who do have addiction issues and they do drink a lot. And when they smoke weed, they get paranoid. And it's like, yeah, you get paranoid because you are starting to think about things that are uncomfortable, that you drown with every other type of drug that you're doing. So, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Hmm. And that's why they can't be compared. You cannot compare the two. It's just, it's ignorant to do that, I would say. Well, I've certainly... As in, like, unknowing, not like you're stupid, ignorant. No, right? not stupid, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just wanted to clarify that because I know growing up, a lot of people would use that word ignorant <laughs> and they'd be, people would think that you're saying rude, just unknowing. Right. Yeah, which is still kind of rude, totally. but... Well, I really, really appreciate it. So. Sorry, we must have a delay. Yeah, Go delay. ahead, Maddie. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I don't think it's, I don't think it's saying rude. I think it's just actually giving somebody room to learn, right? Like if I, if I understand that you just didn't know and you were ignorant, it's a pass to me. That's true. I think ignorance is, I was just going to say ignorance is rude if you refuse to learn, right? Like if you don't understand somebody else's perspective, fine. But when you go, I'm not going to try and even educate myself, that's rude. Yeah. Hmm. It is, totally. Well, I really appreciated um, following you online because of the fact that you touch your story along the way. You have like, um, there's times where you just kind of sit in the chair and kind of kind of share. It seems like genuine. I mean, you never know on social media what is real and what is not. But there's a lot of people in the in say not to pigeon who hole you into the cannabis space, but in the cannabis space, you just got a lot of people showing themselves smoking, and there's so much stigma and misinformation out there. It's refreshing when somebody is going, okay, here's the story behind it. Here's why. Here's here's the reasons because so many people that I knew growing up would have just looked at the in general stereotype and go, all these people do is smoke and nobody would ask well why are they smoking what's what is the reason and so i appreciate what you share every once in a while online i think it's called thank you is it mondays maddie that you do the talk mental health with maddie i've been calling them sorry my chihuahua wants to bark with everything that's okay um mental health i'm glad you said that they seem genuine because they really are and i was they were actually the most nerve wracking thing that I have ever done. Because I'm, I've, it's funny because like I'm so I've gotten so used to being naked places where people are like, I'm so scared to be naked, and I'm like, I'm so scared to talk about anything real on the internet. Like it, so wow. I really I. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's like it's it's like well, being physically naked. Actually, if you think about it, I mean, it's it shouldn't be mind blowing. Being physically naked is way easier than being emotionally naked. Um, and I think that's why we see way more nakedness physically than emotionally because people you know hide that stuff. It is very true. Very true. So and everybody, yeah, and was. So was cannabis, though, a part of your early life, or was this something that just came on later on? Um, I didn't start smoking till I was 21, actually. So I actually didn't start doing any drugs till I was 21. I drank okay. a lot when I... I drank a lot when I uh, turned 19, I guess, I, like we, all us Canadians do. And then... I didn't actually, yeah, I didn't start doing drugs till I was like 21, which part of me feels like I was looking out for my growing brain. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Let's not fuck it up too much. So we're going to wait till you're practically developed, but not completely. Um, I don't And then <laughs> from there, I think I smoked weed. It was my first thing to do. And that was because, it, and I started smoking because it calmed me down. I was dating somebody who wanted to sit and watch movies all the time. And I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was like, I don't know how anybody does this life. Like, what do you mean you want to watch movies in one evening? That is fucking insane. Like I danced my whole life. I played sports. Like I was never home. You want me to sit and watch movies for three hours? So he was like, you want to smoke some weed? And I could. All of a sudden, I get to there, 
and I could eat food and like things were fine. And um, I think that was the first thing my my anxiety and like my AD, my ADHD was my first medicated situation looking back now. Mm-hmm. And then other things happened and weed's always been part of my journey. But yeah, it didn't start till I was like 21. I like that you like thought about your brain when you were growing up. You're like, no, I'm going to like wait a little bit because that I, I didn't even consider that that was going to be, you know, someone handed me a little pink butterfly and said, it'll make you feel good. And I was like, okay, you take it first. And then she took it and she was fine. So I was like, sure, I'll take it. I mean, I didn't think about my brain. I thought it would still be there in the morning, just the same as it was the night before. <laughs> I love that. Which I, you know, and I, you know, I think most people do do that. I was weird. I was a really weird child. I was really against drugs too. And like any type of anything when I was a kid. So it's really funny that then I went into like a 15 year rabbit hole of well, it probably makes no. sense, though, right? Because you were so, you know, we'll just say pure. Yeah, I wanted to learn. And now you're just like, I'm free! Like the, you know, tearing off the alter ego, or so to speak. Yeah, I pulled a Britney, I guess. <laughs> so what What was the basis of the, um, I'm not going to do any of this? Was it, was it religious? Um... No, no, it was never religious. I was never, I, as much as I grew up religious, um, I never had me sold to be honest. I was never really sold on religion. My mom would be so mad right now, but <laughs> she knows. We won't share the link to the podcast. Yeah. She, she's, she's a Sunday school teacher. She's a beautiful human. I love her. Hmm. Um, but it was never religion. It was more so, your body and your mind and like I used to think that people that needed to escape reality were weak and like you know you can't just live life I used to steal my uncle's cigarettes and break them that was me I was like like why do you want to kill yourself for I don't get it Mm -hmm. so uh yeah it was not it was I don't know why I had this like super love for my health and body and mind when I was a child and trying to get back there. I don't know how I lost it. Um, Hmm. but yeah, it was, no, it wasn't religion. Unfortunately, I guess. I don't know. Well, I I feel bad when I say that talking, (laughs) talking, what talking to you. Oh, talking to me. No, no, no. Um, no, I think my, mine was a mix between, um, religion and just, I think like you're saying, we don't know where you get that, that respect for your body and your mind. I was like, and to this day, I've told MJ, I don't want to mess up my brain. So religion kind of like, well, you also don't want to go to hell. But um, there was another part of me as I grew up older and older, I was just like, I just, I want a clear head. I, I don't, and I didn't feel I needed to escape from everything. I had you know, I feel pretty happy about having a pretty good life. And if you were to put a definition on it and I just didn't want to screw this up. So I think that's an innate ability that some people have that is completely separate, whether you were in the church or not from the church, you just got this sense of going, I don't want to mess with this. Yeah. I just want to add that, um, my thought process of being when I was younger and I was like, oh, I'm just going to take this and whatever. And that was the wrong thought process to have. Like, I am extremely fortunate to be able to sit here and have this conversation with you guys and be coherent. Mm -hmm. Totally. You know, Um, and I think the other reason you didn't consume or do anything wrong is because nobody offered it to you. Well, that's true. Yeah, I for for some reason, um, like the whole world of peer pressure, I I didn't have a single friend in my life who ever offered me alcohol or drugs. They all just maybe knew that I was confident in who I was. That I would just be like, nah. 
and people seem to kind of prey off of the weak, I guess. But it was it was just never in my I never to this day. It's just like, why would I drink? It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. I also think that to just to preying on your weak comment, Tim. Mm. I feel like if anybody is in a situation for a long enough, it doesn't matter what how strong of a person you are, mm-hmm. you get you get very um things become very normalized mm-hmm. and they they stop becoming this like taboo idea. So mm-hmm. <coughs> when I was younger, the friends that I had they never did drugs and they never smoked weed and they rarely drank. And then as I got older, like, you know, I was always the person that I was like, I will never have sex for drugs. I would never have sex for money. I will never have like nobody. I'll never date a boy that beats me. I'll never do drugs. And then by the time I was like, what, 20 oh, 30, I could mark. <laughs> and, Sorry, I knew it was the little one. By the time I was 30, I could knock all of those off my list. Mm -hmm. And and it wasn't for the lack of like me being a strong human, because I feel like I was always a strong human. It was like shit just kept going. And shit just kept happening. And things and life happened and choices happened. And I think that sometimes you're not ready for the things that life throws you. And it, and you can, we're, because we are human, we can only take so much. Yeah. Yeah. And to answer Timmy's question on, he doesn't know why anybody would drink. Um, it's the same reason why people recreationally use cannabis. Uh, it's for the buzz. It's for the fun. It's cool. like a roller coaster. So some people enjoy going on roller coasters. Oh no, I understand why others did. I, I personally, yeah. I, don't, I don't even understand my own journey, but that's that's why I try not to judge other people's journey. And that's why I appreciate when people are open enough to tell their story because everybody's got a story. I don't know, you know, what things played a role genetically, environmentally, whatever it may be. My journey's my journey. I don't even know how I got to where I got. You know, I just kind of did it. So my story is my story. Your story is yours. MJ's is is hers. And that's why I feel that nobody can say, oh, don't do that or don't do this. You just got to be honest, tell your story and realize that a lot of the times we don't know how we got to where we got. It was just life. It is. It's like it totally. And I think that we're all on our own. We're on all on our own journeys of life. Exactly that. So. Yep. Well, I'm I'm yeah. I'm excited that you are uh, um, in that space of, of I don't even know what you would call it healing, whatever. I mean, your sobriety, obviously, you perceive it as a, as a positive thing. So, the, I mean. Uh, it's it's amazing to to see that you are coming out of um, what you would guess, consider a bad place, and I just I just think you emanate a positivity. What I've seen online, you you emanate that. You like I said, you I didn't mean it as a knock to say you seem genuine. You come across to me no, as no. a genuine person, um, a person who has gone through some difficult roads and we all do they all just look different and you're coming out on the other side um, as somebody who is um, encouraging to me and um, and somebody who I can sit there and honestly say hey people you should be following Madison Baines because this is these are stories that need to be told by by people who are being real and telling them thank you I appreciate that I really do. And I didn't take it offensively at all. I was totally, that was nice to hear, honestly. All right. But it's like, can can we see your eyes? (laughs) 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 All you glitched for a second. All I heard was, can we see your eyes? Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was just checking to see if we still had time for the. Yeah, uh, I want to hear what she said. 
Oh, I said no. That comment, <laughs> that comment was very much appreciated. Other than the random normal comments I get, like, don't even watch the video. They're just like, "Can we see your ass?" Like, you know what? So we actually had know. this discussion. Um, we both follow a female radio personality in the city that we live in. Um, she does yoga. She does like. A multitude of things. And even the videos, just like your, you know, um, mental um, talks with Maddie, um, the, the guys are not even taking a minute to see what the video is about. Could be a, a picture of her and then a donkey for all they know. And they're putting like, you know, oh, yeah, baby, marriage material right there. Yeah, it dri drives me crazy, um, not just with her, and I'm sure, like you just said, you get those too. It drives me crazy when I see, um, and it's usually, it, I'm sure it happens the other way. Well, I'm still waiting for a woman to make some sexy comment to me on some video I do and go, oh, she just found me attractive, that's cool. But um, I, I completely, uh, it bothers me so much to see these guys who's, who watch a video of somebody sharing their heart and then throw in a bunch of heart emojis and fire emojis and, and eggplants and eggplants and saying, you're so hot, you know? And it's like, were you not listening? Like, do you think, do you think she's going to put down her phone now and go, Oh, I got to call this guy. That's awesome. He thinks I'm attractive. He sent me three eggplants. <laughs> it's so annoying. I can't imagine being on the other side, although, like I said, one coming my way might be appreciated. I'll throw you an eggplant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll, throw you I'll throw you two. Perfect. <laughs> Follow me at the real Timmy Boyle. Can we... Uh, no, it's really, at the end of the day, though, I feel like if it's... In, in the land we live in, sex sells. And if that's what somebody is going to see for the first time, maybe the second time they'll actually listen, you know, and that I have to keep that silver lining or that thought in my brain, or I would literally go mental <laughs> because it, it is fucking annoying. And so I just have to remember like, you know, okay, Maddie, like he said that today, but next time maybe he'll be having a bad day. And what you say is really going to help. Like I just, cause I can't, I try not and, you know, people are like, why don't you answer people on Instagram? And it's like, I can't. I can't. I have to I put out the content because I feel like it should be there. And it's hard for me <laughs> to stay there to interact because yeah. half the time those comments are just, you know, yeah. Yeah. The reality is don't read the comments. Plain and simple. Yeah. I'm sorry if you like I'm an emotional person. And I, like you say, put something out there to help somebody. I don't want to get hurt in the process. So, no. And I think when you're putting out content like that, you need to have that awareness and protect yourself in that way. You know, yeah. obviously you have to be real with yourself and understand that this is the world we live in. And unfortunately, even though we're doing, making steps to make those changes and hopefully they, you know, arise with change, we still have to, acknowledge the reality that is and you can either sit there and be mad all the time which I have had days where I'm just like fuck man does nobody listen to a word I say what if I talk with my asshole if I started a YouTube channel where I talked with my asshole would people listen to me you could like, ace venture like, it no I don't know yeah. I, I feel I that <laughs> go to OnlyFans <laughs> I feel that all the time with comedy. I, I try to like, and I'm not very good at social media. I don't post very often, but um, I try to like, you know, work on something that I think is funny and I put a lot of time into it and I post it and it gets like, you know, three likes and a couple views. And then somebody posts a video of some guy kicking another guy in the nuts and it goes viral. And you're like, what, what kind of world do we live in? Like, why, why did I even make that video? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, all the all the drunk people are drunk. <laughs> yeah. Watching that. Yeah. Watching the videos. 
that are do what drunk people do because only drunk people kick each other in the balls. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty convinced based on what I've seen that uh, no cannabis user has ever gone to another cannabis user and say, "Hey, what, can I kick you in the balls?" I don't I don't think that's happened. No. Not at any of the things I've taken you to. We'll be pretty confident in that. Do you still want to play a game with her? I do. I want to play a game of the newbie or the doobie. Are you up for a game, Maddie, to finish this off? Okay, so the rules are fairly simple. The answer is going to be the newbie or the doobie. I'm the newbie. Okay. Yes. Okay. Who is most likely to forget where they have parked? The doobie. That is incorrect. No. I don't even know where my car is outside this building right now. You didn't drive. I did. There you go. <laughs> Who is most likely to post a photo of themselves topless on social media? The newbie? That is correct. Correct. Multiple times. Who is likely to go the longest without eating? The doobie. That is also correct. <laughs> correct. Wow, you're doing good. When you forget to eat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, if they chose to visit any fictional place, who would choose Willy Wonka's factory? Both of you? No, that would be me. Yeah, I would choose the moon. Yes. Um, so who has never seen the movie Titanic? Sam, <laughs> <laughs> is that it's you? It's mind-blowing. What's that? Have you seen it? Who, me? Tim. I've never seen it, no. No. I've seen it like four times in the theater. It would be very shocking if this was MJ, but... (laughs) (laughs) And I don't plan on starting now, I'll tell you that. I cried every time. Every (laughs) time. You need to do it at least once. He will see it, I guarantee you. I'll make it a stoner flick or something no. we'll see it no. okay <laughs> and the last question which i think is the toughest of all myself but uh, who has never eaten sushi <laughs> i love how seriously she's taking this game <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, MJ, have you not eaten sushi before? I have not. I have not. I think that's a point for me. That is a point for you. (laughs) (laughs) And I say Maddie wins. (laughs) That's funny. That was fun. Well, thank you for playing. Thank you for playing with me. That was great. No, and thanks for telling your story. And uh, I really would encourage everybody to uh, follow Madison Baines on uh, Instagram, all the social medias. Your your links will be in our descriptions of podcast or YouTube. But we really do appreciate you coming on today and uh, talking about cannabis, but also um, not that you just you use it, but why you use it and the story behind it. I appreciate you guys. I think what you guys are doing right now is so cool. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. Thanks, man. You're welcome. And I can't wait till all of this is like over and we can actually hang out because it's been way too long. We'll all watch Titanic and have sushi. Yes. It's a date. I can't believe you've never had sushi. No. So funny. Like, what do you mean? I don't even know. Like, Titanic was weird to but I think like <laughs> the sushi thing that like, that's where it threw you yeah. the sushi. I was too busy eating yeah. little tiny pills. Okay. With butterflies on them. That makes you angry. So I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for what you know when you are. Right. Thanks Maddie. Go get some rest. Hope you're feeling better. Thanks guys. I know the dogs are going much. <laughs> okay. See ya. Well, that was fun.
She's fantastic. She is fantastic. She's a fantastic. <laughs> I feel like a winner already. <laughs> now I'm getting these echoes in my head here. Um, yeah, no, uh, so happy that she was able to join us on the show. Um, obviously, she's got quite a journey, but like I said multiple times um, during the interview, uh it's, it's, I didn't say this during the interview, but it's the reason why we're doing this show, yep. right? Like it's, it's not so much about, Hey, everybody, let's just tell you about the scientific things of cannabis or, or Hey, everybody smoke weed. No, we don't. No, it's, it's a, it's just about like, let's hear the stories. Let's hear what, you know, like when we've, you know, we'll be sharing obviously, you know, more about your story and my story that will come out as we interview other people as well. Yep. And, uh, I think that's the number one problem is that there's, it's not that people are oblivious to the existence and the use of cannabis, but most people are oblivious to the, the stories behind the use of cannabis and why, why this is important to people. And it isn't just because, Hey, I want to get high. It's a Saturday night. Yep. I agree. I'm glad she came on. I am too. Is that it? And with this, we close. <laughs> and, with this, <laughs> and with this, we close. It doesn't uh, sound right when I say it. No, you have to. And with this, we close. I never went to church. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> I probably should have. Well, that's another episode <laughs> in the books. In the books, Timmy. Good job. My name's Timmy Boyle. And I'm Mary Jane Baker. Stay lifted. And keep on laughing. Did we I get it? I think we did it. Yeah.